You are listening to the Up Level Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to a very, very special episode of the Up Level Lounge podcast. It is such a treat today to speak with Alex Icon, who is the founder and creator of a tool that has single-handedly changed the trajectory of my business in so many ways. Alex is the co-founder of Intelligent Change and the creator of the 5-Minute Journal, which is my very favorite resource. And if you've listened to me at all, you've probably heard me talk about the five minute journal in some capacity, or maybe like 25 different capacities, because I absolutely love it. I love it as a resource for really stepping into that deeper mindset work, those little tiny shifts and new habits, those new beliefs that we want to create around our potential and who we're becoming. And it was such a impactful tool for me to use as a new mom who didn't have a bunch of time to be spending journaling and meditating. And it was a practice that I could actually keep up with. And I still do. And I don't do it perfectly all the time, but it sits on my nightstand and I try and make it a daily practice. And sometimes I only get to it three days a week in in terms of physically writing in my journal, but it's always there. And it has changed how I practice gratitude, how I practice including affirmations in the work that I do, reflecting and really looking at what's possible. And specifically, why I love the 5-Minute Journal so much is it helped really uncover some hidden issues that I had in terms of money mindset that I didn't even know were present in my business. And when I started working with a five-minute journal and writing out my, my future business goals and aspirations in terms of a monetary vision, it was apparent to me at how small I was actually playing. And what I specifically mean by that is I remember in 2019 when I started using the five-minute journal, writing down, I'm growing a sustainable $350,000 business. And that was a number I just put out there. It was a big, hairy goal of mine. And I wrote it down and I, I practiced writing it down in different ways, affirming that I was doing that thing. And I thought about that in terms of what I thought would be possible in the next three to five years. Something pretty incredible happened at the 90-day point. I happened to look at what I had just written down in terms of an affirmation around I'm growing a sustainable and profitable $350,000 a year business. And I thought, oh my goodness, not only do I see this as possible when three months prior, when I was writing it down, I couldn't actually even visualize what that would look or feel like, but I wrote it down on that 90th day and realized that not only was this absolutely possible, 
in terms of my three or five year goal, but it was going to happen most likely that year. And just realizing that there was so much more potential already available to me than what I was allowing myself to see. And so it was like this massive aha moment of the work that I had access to doing in terms of becoming and really looking at how I was standing in my own way and what opportunities were there to make tiny little shifts to already become and be available to so many more opportunities. So I love the five-minute journal. It's something that is really, really close to my heart in terms of something that has really shifted me in so many different ways. And I love to provide it as a resource to people that I meet and that I get the privilege of coaching with. And so when I got the opportunity to speak with Alex because of the connection through my dear friend, Natalie, I was just incredibly grateful and so excited. And so today I get to share that with all of you. And I hope you will find this inspiring. I hope you will find this to be just reaffirming that successful people can still be really good people and be motivated by alignment and values instead of just profit. And that's one of the things that I just absolutely adored about this time with Alex is just seeing how much goodness comes from the work that he does and continues to do with his wife. So with that, I hope you enjoy this episode. I would love to just get started by saying thank you for taking time to, you know, share your story today. And I'm sure a whole lot of wisdom that my audience will connect with. It's truly an honor to be connected with you and kind of hear about some of the inspiration and just the 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 day-to-day pieces that that drive you as an entrepreneur. I would love to just spend a couple minutes in your own words kind of allowing you to introduce yourself to my audience. They know of you because of the 5-minute journal because it's something that has become a staple in my practices in in terms of my business growth. It's something I love to gift to, you know, people who coach with me and just people I I find along the way that would find this as a useful tool. I started using it when I became a mom and didn't have time to spend, you know, inordinate amounts of of time dedicated to journaling, but I knew that it was going to be a valuable practice. So it's a tried and true practice for me that sometimes I'm more dedicated to than other times, but yeah, I just want to turn it over to you, Alex, and hear about who you are. And then we'll get into maybe how the five minute journal came to be, because that's the big burning question. Sure. Melissa, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's a true pleasure to be here. And I, I think many people don't really know who, who created the five minute journal. And I, I kind of like it that way. And but a backstory about myself is I guess serial entrepreneur, my wife and I have done a few uh, business ventures and we work together very closely as a team. And we had a different business together initially how we started. So our entrepreneurial journey started really in 2000, I'll say eight, when I got fired, this is the financial crisis and I got fired from a bank and I wasn't really fired for because of the financial crisis. So if you recall, 2008 was the really great financial crisis. And I think also as to many people who may be going through a transition, I decided then that, you know, before that I had this whole idea of a career path in corporate and, and becoming an executive and a director and, and climbing the corporate ladder. And my dream was crushed fairly early in my career. And, and right away, I thought I'd never want to be just a number. And I mm-hmm. felt like in corporate, a lot of times that if you don't have proper leadership, you just really treat it as a number. They don't really uh, maybe understand of 
what else can you bring or how can you maybe if you make one mistake, how can you pivot that? And so that was a really pivotal moment for me in my life in regards to learning that as so many of the people who probably listen to your podcast is that most importantly, entrepreneurship, whether it be you're in services or you're selling products, is that you want to create freedom in your life and you never want anybody to tell you that you're fired because <laughs> yeah, when you're working for yourself, <laughs> it may be harder, but <laughs> you can't fire yourself to kind of go back to a job, but in a certain way that you, you take that ultimate responsibility. And that was really that moment that was very pivotal. That's why I think sometimes those transitional moments are very important. And same thing, as you said, a lot of your clients sort of say mothers, when maybe children leave home in a way, you're also kind of fired, you know, like your kids leave you and then you, so true. you know, that, <laughs> that ends and you have to b- begin a new career. So for me, I, that's when we really started discovering of, of what businesses can we do. And in 2008, I really saw this opportunity of social media and how the world is going to change. And a person that was a really big inspiration is Seth Godin. Seth Godin his book, Lynchpin, uh, that was really uh, that voice that inspired me to you know, go after it, you know, and take control of your life and go make a difference, show your art to the world. Of course, it was then I would say a two year struggle because the reality is, you know, when people look at our life, what it be on Instagram and they just think, you know, I'm this privileged person, especially uh, a lot of there is the stigma, right? White male and everything come, kind of mm-hmm. comes easy. The reality is, you know, my I'm an immigrant. Uh, my uh, my parents came to Canada when I was around nine years old, and it was struggling. My mom mother was then my parents got divorced. It was uh, I had a, a single mother who just you know, and that's why I think what women do is just incredible. And having two children and being you know working factory jobs and just doing whatever, being on welfare, doing whatever it needs to survive, especially in a new country with a new language and everything. My, then my father passed away when I was uh, of cancer when I was around 17 years old. So I had a, in my teenage years, it was a very tough and difficult time. And how I'm kind of trying to connect all this in terms of like, you know, what this is what shapes me, you know, what these mm-hmm. is these challenges from being fired to uh, having challenges uh, kind of growing up or being new or a new country. And all of us in a certain way face these challenges. And through this journey, especially in the lows, when my father uh, you know, passed away or my stepfather then passed away a year earlier, there was a lot of death and, and grieving in, in, that, in that time. And also just think when you're a teenager, another transition, you're just trying to find yourself and you're lost, especially if all these other challenging things happen. Mm-hmm. And gratitude was really that saving grace to a certain degree. I, if you don't, uh, are not raised in that environment of knowing what the word gratitude is, you may know, thank you and things like that, but not in the state of, um, in terms of mindset of what appreciation and gratitude can bring, especially in lows. And it was actually, I'll say Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins. I came across him by accident where my mom used to work in a retail store and I was a stock person in that retail store and he gifted her personal power two tapes tony robbins this is like back in the day like oh, actual wow cassette, cassette tapes like there's, there's a 30-day program 
And it was the first time I ever, I've ever came across that information of, you can call it self-help, self-development. Mm-hmm. And that was my really introduction. And it was just fascinating to me that an individual is into and wants to help other people kind of guide them on maybe what rituals and routines they can do. And one of them was, you know, he's really big on uh, back in the days, like this hour of power. What's this first thing that you do in the morning when you get up to really set your day and um, have the best day ever? And it was about kind of getting out, exercising, going out for a run or whatever, for a walk, saying affirmations. And oh, the thing is that happened, and now this is all going to connect to the five minute journal <laughs> that. It, I growing up living in Canada, it's really cold in the winter, you know, mm-hmm. and it's negative Fahrenheit at times. Uh, if you're from US and you, you don't have that, you're like, I don't want to do our power right now and outside. I don't want to go for a gratitude walk or anything like that. I just want to stay in, in my bed. And I just kind of, in a way, thought, you know, I'm just going to do at least a small portion of that. I'm going to train myself as soon as I wake up, I'll say one thing that I'm grateful for. And that was really the a habit that I built at that time when everything was going wrong. I just said, hey, when I wake up, the least I can do is when I get out of bed or even if, if I forget at that point, when I get into the shower, just say one thing that I'm grateful for. And that was one of the most powerful habits that I've probably built in my life. And I'm beyond grateful for that because that habit allowed me to really go from a mindset of, you know, the world's against me. This is so bad. Yada, yada. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm this immigrant kid. Nobody likes me. All these challenges are against me, all that stuff. And why is life so unfair? And really being a victim of life. Mm -hmm. In reality, when I started practicing gratitude, you're like, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I'm, let's say, 17, 18 years old. I have the whole you know, world in front of me. Any billionaire in his 80s would love to be me right now. What am I complaining about? And that's the, really the, was the, the kind of the, the, the starting blocks of that journey. And of course, my wife and I, with, with that mindset, were really able to succeed in our first business, which was more in a beauty, uh, direct-to-consumer business. Mm-hmm. And even then, we quickly learned that you know, money and success and time, the biggest dream that you know, anybody really wishes. I remember growing up, I'm like, I just want to win the lottery and all my problems will be solved if I just didn't have to worry about money and time. And I can just, you know, then I can be happy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing is right of growing up in, in uh, the Western world. That's that kind of myth and that story and idea that we sometimes tell ourselves. And with the idea of, you know, because I didn't have enough growing up and then having then have achieved that dream fairly quickly uh, with that business, you know, we did very well. Uh, we we're you know, making millions in the first few years and also having time. You know, we that's the ultimate thing as well as like not we're just like we making money and have no time. We had lots of time. We had an amazing, beautiful relationship that we have. So we had it all. And then we found ourselves again, super depressed, like, mm. OK, I have everything. But then you the existential questions come of like, what's my purpose? What's yeah. my why? Why am I here? 
and um and that's really kind of the, the beginning of the things that I, like I said I, I can keep going <laughs> I love this monologue. though I think it's like uh, it it makes it even just more real right and and that's one thing about my style of coaching and my audience were, were real people. And we love to hear this real person who created this tool that we're getting so much use and benefit out of. So this is, this is really cool to hear truly the, the behind the scenes of your journey. Yeah. And then, so behind that and kind of the next thing that happened was somebody, I think at around that time, 2012, a lot of people, more and more people were wanted to get into entrepreneurship and, mm-hmm. and lifestyle design. And because uh, another book that really helped us on our journey, like I said, to create that life was the four hour work week. Mm-hmm. And the four hour work week really taught us more about, you know, 80, 20 and Pareto's law. And, and how do you really leverage your time and be more efficient and effective with doing things? And so people would then see us as this kind of lifestyle design people would be traveling a lot. And through friends, somebody wanted to learn how to create this type of business. Mm-hmm. And that individual got my contact and I said, okay, cool. Let's go out for coffee. And he was just very persistent in regards to like, hey, I need to be a lifestyle entrepreneur. And I told him right away, because as I said previously just now, if you're going to create a business, don't do it just for money. Mm-hmm and or time, whatever that thing that you think that going to entrepreneurship or will allow you to do. Because that journey, as all journeys, will have challenges and will be difficult. And even, but the the real thing is, even if you succeed through the challenges and you have a business that is making money and you have freedom, because you think, a lot of people listening are like, yeah, yeah, Alex, like those, those are such, such first world problems that you have money and time in this beautiful relationship and, and you're depressed. Like I wouldn't have that. That's what a lot of us think. Mm-hmm. We, it's hard to really understand until you're on the other side. And then you're like, wow, this is pretty miserable. <laughs> and so right then my advice to was, as you begin this journey, and this is great because a lot of people listening to this might be on that same journey where they want to create freedom for themselves. They want to live life on their, their own terms and they'll, okay, I'll just do anything so I can have this abundance in my life. And I think this attitude and this mindset of how you step into that is really important. And that was kind of my advice there. And we actually became really good friends and we were both into kind of, you know, self-development and meditation and journaling and all these things. And we go for these long walks and discuss the books we've read. And one of the books that we were talking about was called Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. Have you ever heard of that book? I have not. I've heard of every single thing you've said so far, except this one. So I'm definitely writing that down. Check it out. And Sean Aker has a really great TED talk, like back in the day, based on the book. And the really funny as well. So you can check that out. That kind of just really summarizes the whole book. And he used to be a Harvard student and a Harvard professor. And what he did in that book was really summarize a lot of positive psychology research and how things like journaling and gratitude and affirmations and focusing on the good in life are scientifically proven to help you uh, change your state Mm -hmm. and bring more joy into your life. 
And as we were discussing this, I had an aha moment. I was like, I'm like, this is it. I'm like, this is the product. And he's like, what do you mean? And as I, and as I told you before, I would connect that story of that habit of gratitude that I've yeah. created by myself. I said, Hey, we, I can't, we can't monetize telling people to be grateful <laughs> every day. Although it's a great practice. And like I said, you listening, if you don't have to buy the five minute journal in a certain way, if you can get yourself to practice and have that habit of waking up and at least saying one thing that you're grateful for, you're going to come already so much in terms of more forward in your life than so many people who don't have this practice. But in that moment, I just had the idea of there's all these great books that we discuss and I love reading. I love listening to books. The reality that I realized is most people don't even read books on self-development. People want to change but they don't want to do the work to change because in reality for us to change, we have to change something in our lives than what we do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Everything that we do in a certain way is based on our daily habits and rituals and routines that we have. And that idea really then came of how do we summarize the best of in this sort of book and research. And instead of a person reading a book, then by actually us by summarizing and putting this into a habit and the routine and ritual that a person can do daily, you'll be way further ahead because it's not about just the knowledge or the information that you know, but actually putting into practice. Because as I have personally learned in my <laughs> own life through, through my uh, kind of journey into what it be a relationship or a business and things like that. And, and just like that, I said, hey, let's, let's make this journal. And then back then, this is 2012, there was no really guided journals. And mm -hmm. when I told people about the idea of the five minute journal, a lot of people were like, this is stupid. Like, why would I buy a fill in the blank <laughs> journal and, and write the same thing every day? It sounds kind of stupid. However, to be honest, I wanted it for myself because okay. I, yes, I had that practice of I wake up in the morning and go in the shower and, and say my gratitude. It's a, it's a great little practice. However, I believe there's, I want to expand that practice. And I also believe that physically writing something down, especially whether it be, you know, we have the affirmation in there or uh, what will I do to make today great? Or, you know, highlights of the day is in a way that idea of, you know, we brush our teeth every morning and night <laughs> to cleanse our mouth. And I thought, hey, we need something like that for our mind and our mindset, because I'm a big believer of just uh, how important the mindset is to just your well, mental well-being uh, as, you know, the two brushes for our, our <laughs> dental <laughs> well-being. And how, uh, in a way, I've met, you know, especially now over the years, so many successful people. And what I've learned is it's not like it's not really that they have more information or they're more talented. In reality, it's the mindset of that allows them that I'm worthy and also to see the world from a point of view of abundance, that there's enough and also of appreciation. And, and gratitude. However, that attitude, you don't get overnight. It's something that you do have to, in a way, brush in <laughs> day in and day out to then embody it. 
And I felt that if we created a tool to help allow even for me to do that on a daily basis, it would allow me and help me kind of maintain this mindset and, and do it. And the, the, the deal that we had with uh, UJ, which who was the co-founder and co-creator of the journal with me at that time was I, like I said, you, you, you do a lot of operations stuff. You're, you're great at that. I operations is not like, it's not my forte. I love ideas, uh, marketing, product, and creativity. Operations is like, it's, it's, it, I can, I'm capable of it. It's not just what I enjoy. So it's only, Hey, you do the operations. Cause he wanted to learn how to create a lifestyle business. I said, great. The best way to learn is by actually doing. So I'll just tell you what needs to be done. You execute on, on that level in terms of, I'll tell you where to find a manufacturer. I'll tell you how to import. But a lot of that stuff in business is, is operational. It's some administrative, you know, importing, working with manufacturers, putting things out. And we just said, hey, let's do a thousand units. And if it fails, we both win because you'll learn how to have a business and, and how to create a business. And I'll have this product that, I, hey, if anything, I can just gift it to friends and I'll personally use. And I think it's just really neat. And same thing. I just, so I just wanted to create that layout of, you know, morning and night. And also really, I'm a big believer of uh, and something that we communicate in our journal as well. You want to do this as soon as you wake up and the last thing go to sleep mm-hmm. because you want to catch yourself as close as to that subconscious state as possible to really allow you to kind of sink that into your subconscious and really be in. Because as I said before, that mindset and attitude that you bring each day is something that most importantly that you have to believe in and that you have to embody to allow you then to then create that in the external and physical world on the work that you do. Because things do start changing once you start seeing things from a different perspective. So the, I would say the rest is, you know, once we did that, that thousand units where, uh, you know, my wife, uh, of course, had a fairly large following then. And then I had some, some sort of following because of my wife and her <laughs> following. Uh, and uh, it, it, in a way, it allowed us to have the, I'll say that probably first 10,000 fans. So it did help get things off the ground. And UJ, our uh, kind of co-founder at the time, was actually the person who gifted the journal to Tim Ferriss when we're at an event together. And Tim Ferriss was going through some time, you know, also through his life. And he, you know, a lot of famous people get stuff given to them all the time. From us, it really came from a a point as well of appreciation of gratitude. We just said, hey, Tim, like we did this because we were inspired by what you taught us in the four-hour work week. So thank you. That was really the, the thing. It wasn't like, hey, please use it or talk about it. But he actually used it. And as him and as so many people, including yourself, I think that's been the most incredible thing because if we start talking about, you know, the marketing and the business of of the five minute journal is that in reality, it's, it's the people like yourself and so many others who would use it, see the benefit Mm -hmm. of actually having this practice of this really simple practice. (laughs) And in a way, why it's so simple, like I said, is, is for myself. I, I didn't want anything too complicated because a lot of times 
I fell before. It's like, okay, everyone's like, you should journal. The science says journaling will help you, whatever. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, how do I do it? Like the, a blank page is very overwhelming. And I just wanted something simple, straightforward that I know is going to take, you know, five minutes or so a day and that I get, you know, the best of, of, of that uh, activity. And then, as I, as I said, it was a lot of people then just got it, spread the word. And now we're really, you know, over 1.3 million units sold. We probably have more than 1.5 million units in print, but we're just doing a, a quarter of a million print run right now that I'm finally, <laughs> literally finalizing today in terms of uh, we're changing up the, also the quotes, some challenges, a little write-up here and there. And it's also it's just very exciting because it truly... A simple thing like that makes an incredible difference. You know, I think the the thing that fills my heart the most is hearing just incredible stories. You know, once a week with our team, we have our customer experience uh, lead kind of share stories from our customers once a week, um, and it's it's always just heartwarming to, to hear all these different stories from people all over the world, how it has helped them and impacted their lives in a positive way. And I think, honestly, this is the, the greatest thing that we can do is help people change their life in a positive way. Oh man, so neat to hear all of those pieces that have really compounded this whole experience. And I think a couple things that I want to talk about a little bit more is the concept of the abstract of journaling, right? Super overwhelming, super simple as well, but super overwhelming. And that's one of the reasons why the five minute journal for me was such a useful tool because I didn't have to think I didn't, I knew that I wanted to create a process in the morning and become more of a person who did things to create foundational habits that were going to catapult me forward. Cause like you said, that's what successful people do. And I had done the reading and I, but I didn't know how to establish the habit. And so this was a way to just like hop on the treadmill and move my legs in a sense. Right. But, but with my brain. So I have a really specific question and I don't know if you have experienced this yourself, but I'm sure that you've probably, you know, I'm not the only person who wonders about this in the, in the journal uh, at the end of the day, there's the question, you know, what could I have done to make today even better? Have you yourself ever experienced where you're having a great day and you're, you know, writing the things that were amazing. And then you get to that question and that kind of like almost knocks you back a little bit, or it invokes something where you're like, Ooh, and I could have. So how do you keep that as still a growth focused practice? Like in full transparency, that's the one thing that I struggle with a little bit in a very good way. Right. But I find myself also going to a place of like, Oh man, you know, getting to this place of being hard on myself. So have you ever experienced that as well? Like, how do you use that specific tool personally? And what would you say to somebody like me? Who's like, Oh, sometimes it knocks me off my block. So Melissa, you're not the only one that struggles with that question. And this is actually the reason why we've in the latest editions, we have changed it. Okay. So we, yeah, so we've changed insider that information. I'm so excited yeah. here. <laughs> no, no, it's already out. It's just it's because there's uh, we when we print now we do like a hundred thousand, or I just said we're doing right now okay. like two hundred fifty thousand uh, edition print. So uh, you may have you because it depends on where people buy it, sure. whether it be some retail locations or uh, online or Amazon. You may have got a different different edition. I personally still like that question and to answer uh, I'll answer to that question also to the new, to the new question that which we switched it to 
And but to that question is how could I make today even better? The key to that question is, and it's it's something that we put in the instructions uh, before, so we have the write up in, in the um, in the journal. And what we communicate is that the best way to think through that question is it may seem like okay, how can I make today better? And you're right away thinking about oh, I screwed up here and I should do this or that. The way to, and how we communicated in the instructions, the way to actually help you change kind of in a way in what would be that routine or habit that you may maybe not serving you or that just that one thing that you did is actually reinstate it in a positive way. So the way you actually write it in there, let's mm-hmm. say, you want to sleep again at 1 a.m. And you really are like, I really should be going to sleep at 10. So you don't say like, I should be going to sleep at 10 p.m. I screwed up. You would say, I go to sleep at 10 p.m. every day. And it's a lot of times reaffirming yourself in a positive tense, but also in present tense as if you're already Mm -hmm. doing it. Because a lot of times they even communicate, let's say, when people will say stop smoking and they'll say, oh, it's, I haven't smoked in day in eight days. And, uh, and I recently, I think heard Tony Robbins talking about this is that you're already lost because you still refer yourself as a smoker. Like what you're going to go back now? Like, are you going to, are you doing this so that hey, yeah. I've lasted this time 20 days? But if you communicate to yourself that already, you're like, I, I don't smoke. Like I'm not a smoker. And if you create that identity, that new identity of who you want to be, and you show up as that, and you work on that day in, day out, with time, you know, we, I still believe we have a, a very, fairly high sense of, in terms of who we want to be in the world. And if you, and that's the, the power also in the five-minute journals that a lot of times, you're like, okay, it's the same questions. What's the point of that? The point of that is if you keep lying to yourself every day and you have to keep and you keep writing and lying to yourself every day, <laughs> at one point you'll be like, you're gonna tell you, you're gonna call yourself out. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be like, hey, you keep writing the same thing every day here and you're not changing. So what's going on? And I think in a way, it is a very intense question. And like I said, I, I personally like it, but we, we we did get a lot of people who felt the same way. And this is why we we're, we changed it to a more lighter, but I think still as powerful of what did I learn today? And that's more about also highlighting of, if you think about it, it's, it's the same type of kind of thinking in regards to how can I make today even better? It's also about you might've screwed up in a certain way and you probably learn something about, and that's another way to look at that question too. You probably learn something of potentially how to do things better or how you could have improved. And this is why we instead to change it to how, what did I learn today? So that in that same way, you might've done something to make today better. And you can say, you know, I've learned that when I help my wife out in the morning with uh, our daughter, it, it makes everyone's life better. <laughs> Whatever, I'm just making stuff up right now. I mean, that would never happen, right? That lesson. <laughs> no, it, it, you know, I'm being fully transparent. You know, it's, it's yeah. and, and it's in a way, uh, like I said, that question, I still think it's it's a great question to, to practice. And that's another thing with, because we do have 
our app, whether it be in the Android or iOS and, and, and iPhone. And the neat thing about doing a digital more app uh, way of the journal is that you can actually change the question. So you can turn questions on and off. You can write mm-hmm. your own questions. Uh, so that's, that's the neat thing about uh, that kind of a more custom experience. But does that kind of uh, yeah, answer? The- it, it does for sure. I, I like the question because I still have the old school versions. It's probably because I bought like a lot original. of them. Uh, yeah. Yes, original, the, the classic. I like it because it kept me and it keeps me accountable, right? And so it's like, it's that, that edge of discomfort that always is with growth. And so in, in the spirit of transparency, the thing that came up for me over and over again was always that I wished I had spent more time with my daughter. So when I started really going all in and growing my business, she was six weeks old. And so I had a breastfeeding baby as I'm growing this business and everything in the journal for the most part was always about the business and the growth. And my, my morning gratitude was usually, you know, about having a warm house and a supportive husband and those types of things. But the, the affirmation piece for me was about the business growth. And what I found is at the end of the day, it was always like, Ooh, I wish that I had been more present or I wish this. And so I started doing what you actually described without realizing it, being more aware that I needed to have better boundaries and better practices with, when I was like shutting off for the day or being more true to what I said that I was trying to achieve in, in the sense of freedom. So I liked it. It just wasn't always the most comfortable, you know, full of enjoyment practice of, of those five minutes of my day, but super important. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and to kind of add to what you were saying is this is the same way. Let's say you said, I wish I was more present. And that's what most people do. Right. And that's why they, it feels bad because mm-hmm. if you're looking at that question and reflecting on it and then writing down like, Oh, I wish I did this. You're making yourself like you're not enough. You're, you're, you did something wrong. And that is why I've communicated before is that if you write that in the way of, okay, I dedicated, I will say after work, I dedicate 30 minutes to my daughter of uninterrupted time. Yeah. I love that. So in a way you are also writing an action-based thing that you can actually do versus mm-hmm. wishing, hoping, shooting yourself. Yes. And, yeah. and, and, and that's what I think the, the, the original intention of that question was exactly that. As you said, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's also to make you think of how you can reframe and, and how we kind of communicate in the introduction as well as a lot. It's, well, sometimes reading instructions is good. I'm we feeling like even I need to go back and read the instructions again. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, so they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're there and they're, and they're really kind of, uh, I'm saying simple. I, I just, I think we, we kind of just forget is that we kind of call this like, imagine if you had a time machine and you mm-hmm. could go back in time, what would you do? And, and write it as if it has happened in that way. So yeah. what would have happened for you to have that more balanced day? So it would have been like, like you said, like I dedicated or I dedicate or I dedicated or I dedicate say 30 minutes to my kids after I shut down from work and spend uh, uninterrupted time with them. So something like that way. Yeah, I love that. And I also want to point out too, I can tell that 
by exploring your social media and, and your wife's social media and just talking to you and seeing the aesthetics, there's a reason why the five minute journal is also an experience, right? One of the things that I enjoy personally so much about it is the quality of the paper and the font. And, and especially I love the cover and I'm like closing my eyes. I'm describing this to you, but the texture that the linen, like you can tell that it's part of, it's not just some journal, right? And that was a big deal for me when I got my first copy. I think I found it in like Barnes and Noble or something like that. And I picked it up and I touched it and I was like, Ooh, and because I can get a notebook and I can try and journal, but that wasn't creating the experience. So there's this, all these layers, like you, you have all really thought through everything to make this come to life. So I wanted to highlight that because I know that that's probably that's probably important. And I'm sure that you put a lot of thought into that. So tell me like, honestly, about the aesthetic compilation of this and kind of what some of the inspiration was behind the, that piece of the journal. Yeah, Melissa. So thank you so much that you've noticed that detail. I really appreciate it. A lot of times as a creator, we put in a lot of details and there's probably like a, a thousand decisions. You know, this journal looks super simple. However, when I, when we were creating it and I personally designed it, so uh, from, and everything that you mentioned from the fonts oh, um, so to cool. the cover, all the things. So I did, especially the original one fully myself. And I, like yourself, you know, if some people are listening to this, I don't know if there'll be video of this, but you, you have a, a beautiful, you can see right away from the aesthetic that you have in your room and the space that you put together. Probably from my background, you can also sense yeah. that it's it's simple, but it's something that is important. And I think the way we interact with our physical space is a great representative of also of the the space that we're trying to develop on the inside. And it's it's all how we harmoniously live within this world. And our home is in a way that representation of also what we want to feel and what we want to experience, as as you said. And I felt like, and as I said before, is that, okay, I had this practice of just saying I'm grateful for, but what would that practice be like in the physical world? Mm. Because in order for you to also, and this was also, I guess, uh, a great lesson to many entrepreneurs when they're creating product. A lot of times people just focus on just the substance of something. Okay. Like, okay, this is going to be very well researched and put together. And that's the most important thing. However, as you communicated, and you'd be surprised how many people comment on this, the most important thing is actually the experience and the way it makes people feel. Because similar to, we'll say, Apple, and they're a huge inspiration to me, Apple made technology sexy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something that the way you interact with it, you're like, well, there's this other computer that is cheaper and it does the same thing, but why do people want an Apple MacBook or an iPhone? For some people, it's worth it, that experience for them, the way the fonts are put together and everything like that. So that was a, a huge inspiration to me. And those little details of typesetting, of spacing between lines, the mm-hmm. fonts, you'd be surprised how much of a difference because a lot of these things are very subconscious. And you are just very aware that you notice it and you you communicate that, okay, this, these are the things that I appreciate and like. Most people won't even have that level of awareness. They'll just be like, I like this. Mm. And we, as I'll say, as creators, entrepreneurs, the goal shouldn't be, I don't get offended if people don't notice that I pick linen to make you feel a certain <laughs> way. 
<laughs> and yet I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. However, uh, I, I, those subtle touches and things is what makes, I'll say, the uh, a really big difference subconsciously also to the way mm-hmm. people, because also, I'll say, when choosing the texture for the five minute journal is that I wanted to feel cozy something you want to maybe cuddle with and the you that you're drawn to that it's warm and even when picking fabrics or materials they can make you feel a certain way yeah and that's why it, it's so important in regards to even if we pick a synthetic material things like that it's not going to feel the same for example our productivity planner we also have a productivity planner which is i think for a lot of people especially your coach would be super useful in regards to uh, that's more, you know, productivity. It's not there to make you feel cozy and warm. It's there to make you feel like more productive, get things mm-hmm. done. And the first cover on that product was more of we, you know, my wife is, is kind of, you know, she does her best to avoid leather and things like that. So it was back then the day was kind of this vegan leather type of material and kind of also textured and it felt, but it felt different. It felt like, mm-hmm. you know, this is business and it was yeah. black also the color and how it kind of and the, the science of color and how it makes you feel and what it represents of course we also then moved away from this vegan leather uh, alternative for the productivity planner as well as we're now in our business actually because this vegan leather it's it's plastic so we're, we're now actually uh, made a commitment we pretty much are plastic free in our business. So oh, and you be surprised even uh, let's say the most journal or book, you know, those kind of fabric kind of what do they call them? Book. I forget the name, like the bookmarks in the middle. The ribbons. Oh the, yeah, the yeah. Book, the, the book ribbons. Most of them are, are polyester. And oh, so wow. we yeah. And and actually the book binding in most books and journals is polyester. And we actually for in the last few years went through this whole change where we've went through even uh, we changed the binding in the book we don't use polyester we now have this more cotton-based bindings the paper that we use is 100 recycled all the materials are we make sure the covers are not like a mix it's 100 whether it be linen or or a cotton mix we're moving towards more linen so there's a lot of these changes that we we made and even one of the uh, the learnings that we've had as well as we went through this transition is when we went through from this polyester-based binding to now this new cotton-based binding is that some of the uh, journals even now, in, in some of the editions, like I said, we print a lot. They even experience also like sometimes pages would come out if, you, if you're a little rough with mm-hmm. the journal. And we had to be also, as we are now, we still are very transparent, like, hey, yes, you may be experiencing that and some of this addition that we, we've had, because it was in our learnings of moving away from plastic in our supply chain. And these changes uh, are incredible in terms of even a small, you know, we're still a fairly small business. We literally save like hundreds or even, almost even tons of plastic from uh, our supply chain because of wow. these little subtle changes, which is incredible. I think just last year alone, we've saved over like 300 kilos. And, and it's literally just by changing kind of little bindings and, and ribbons and, and things like that. Or a lot of sometimes our retailers would be like, hey, we need the journals to be poly bagged. And we're like, we don't do that. 
So I'm going really deep into a lot of the, this is so fascinating though. It's really neat. And what growth has allowed you to do, because even if you wanted to do this in the very beginning, the margin wasn't there, but because of the growth and like, you've been able to bring things more into what probably supports your values and the impact piece that you want to be there. So I love this. Fully, fully into the values. And I think we're, we're really strong. That another thing is that I guess to the story is that we, for years, we didn't really actually, like I said, it was, it was not our main business with my wife. So we had this other e-commerce direct consumer business, which was growing way faster. It was way bigger. It was, and this was just like a side thing. And I said that we had a, a partner in it who was supposed to be doing the operations of the business. And after some time, we also learned with our other, other businesses that the values just don't match up with us long-term. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a great business, but it just, it was more of a, it was like a money thing. And we're, we, it was, you know, uh, the product was hair extensions. We're making, yes, we're still making women feel better in regards to for special events or for their weddings. There, there was, there's definitely a purpose in that business, but long-term we just didn't connect with what we do kind of in, in that business and, and as excited about the product. And that's why we now, we sold our, that business about more than three years ago. And right after we kind of approached our partner and we just want to buy him out fully from the business because especially after exit of our previous business, we're not as motivated by money. Like we mm-hmm. haven't enough. <laughs> so, so we can now really focus on really doing the things that we want to do with this business of how we want it to be. And even from the time we, you know, we bought this business over, we haven't taken out any dividends or anything like that. We're just really focused on improving the the product, reinvesting, creating new products. We've launched a lot uh, new products in the last, you know, just year or two mm-hmm. uh, that we're really excited about because for years before we weren't focusing on the business. So we weren't really doing anything. And now with the company Intelligent Change, which has the five minute journal, we're Focus on so many other things, but anyways, that's another tangent. But just to answer your previous question, those details really do matter. And to anybody in any business that's really creating, do think about the importance of design experience and what it can do to help you really, because that is really the secret sauce. There's many journals out there, but as you said, Melissa, not all of them make you want to interact with it, use it. And at the end of the day, when we're creating products, we should be doing something that our people will be drawn to and want to use on that daily basis. Yeah. I mean, mine resides on my nightstand and there's really, there's a plant and a, a lamp, but it's beautiful. And I have the the natural linen one and it's just it has a place there and it looks like it belongs, which is really, really cool. And that's important to allowing it to be a practice. I'm going to continue because I found that if it's hidden away and I have to take it out, that's just one more step. So I think there is, there's so much to this, right. As we're uncovering here, that experience part, but making sure that it's something that, that belongs in your space instead of like, oh, this is a nice tool, but I'm going to keep this hidden out of the way. It's not that. I have a question then hearing like this whole evolution of, of all of this amazing growth, what is the typical day and or week look like for you now that you have kind of come full circle into getting to focus on a business that you enjoy and that isn't motivated by, I have to make money. Like 
what is the the day in the life of of you as a CEO look like? Yeah, I, I still don't give myself the CEO title. Awesome, <laughs> I love way. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would say more of a of a founder and uh, just creative in regards to our. That's the part of the of the business I really like, and and the way we got connected. I'm I'm currently still looking for director of operations and somebody to to lead the operations in the business. And hey, if you want, they want to be CEO, great. Like if, <laughs> do it. So if you're listening to this, and you're like, hey, this is a really great business. I, I, I and I'm very operational. I can do a lot of magic together. Please reach out to me. Find me on LinkedIn. Oh, my audience will go nuts for that piece of it. <laughs> for perfect. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say with with me and kind of the day to day, especially now that we sold the previous business, and I'll say this is the main business. The thing is, both of my wife and I, our lifestyle piece hasn't changed. And what I mean by that is, as you communicated yourself, is that oftentimes business and what we do can take priority in our lives, and of course, it is a very it is a place from privilege to communicate that, you know, everything is going great. Business is growing. You know, we have no kind of uh, our only problems like not having enough stock <laughs> and kind of keeping up with uh, inventory demands. However, you know, so today at the moment is really obviously thinking about how do we what's next in regards to progression of the, the business itself, because uh, currently a lot of people know about the five minute journal, which I'm really mm-hmm. grateful for. However, not a lot of people know about intelligent change and intelligent change is that our business where everything lives under. And like I said, a lot of people don't know about it. We have this, let's say a great line of products that are called productivity planners, which are, I think are, can be even more life-changing for, for many people. Or we recently came out with let's get closer conversation cards in terms of kind of games to help you have those more deeper, meaningful conversations, whether it be with your family or kids or coworkers, which we're launching all these additions uh, now and very soon, or as a couple and so many other ideas because with, so for me, it's really about thinking about that strategy and also implementation of a lot of these uh, things that we're working on and making sure that everything is, you know, running smooth and, and that uh, things are being acted on. Because I think a lot of times as a, a founder uh, or let's say being that leader role, a lot of times it is for you to really be able to see and, and take people to a certain direction of where the opportunity mm-hmm. is. And that's the most surprising thing to me is, is people many times, even our own team may not, they're so bogged down on, and whatever you're focusing on, they're not able to see that simple opportunity of, hey, if we partner with this person or this event or this retailer, it can really take the business to the next level. And oftentimes, a lot of the the biggest contributions that I'll say that I would bring in on the day-to-day is really just spotting opportunities. So I would say I'm kind of a unique ability is be able to spot opportunities and then be able to direct to make sure that we're fulfilling those opportunities and also about thinking of as you said those other little details that we just previously touched upon in regards to what we're working now for we have a brand new creative director that joined the team which i'm really excited about which she's from our previous company i was very 
I'm very happy that she's she's now part of uh, Intelligent Change team and is really working closely as well with our creative director of of now of these new products that we're working on our our launch of our brand new website or Amazon strategy or all these sort of things and so that's kind of business wise but like I said more lifestyle wise still always taking time for what it is you know taking alexa to school me mimi and i and my wife we take turns so like half the time she does it half the time i do it and then also um we just were in cape town for two months and and kind of working from there but also enjoying a lot of times are there so being able to go for a hike or for a long lunch with friends or go enjoy the sunset or go somewhere with, like I said, go to the beach with our daughter. So it's, it's always kind of figuring that out. And I think that's another thing that we always think about is that similar to the five minute journal is that you have to intentionally design and create your life. I'm very grateful and fortunate that I'm now in a place where I live my dream day to day. However, I didn't just walk into it. It was mm-hmm. intentional. And the same way you write intentionally in your five-minute journal every day it, and how it can, it, it, it can really change your day and also then change your life, I believe the same thing can be done with your business and your position in it. And that means, yes, at the beginning, you have to do everything. It's not as easy or privileged, but I think as the business grows as your position grows you're allow- you can allow yourself to be in that different state in a different position where you can operate in a different way and which also means though i do have to say that that sometimes means you don't take every opportunity you mm-hmm. leave a lot of money that you may grow let's say we're growing at a great pace but desperate for growth and in a way we try to you know, grow in a more effortless, organic uh, way and don't try to force things. I can for sure grow way faster, way bigger and, and all that stuff. Uh, however, living with that more, that intention allows us like, yes, okay, we may, we didn't make all the millions that we wanted to make. It's fine. I, like I said, it's coming from that mindset and, and thinking of just uh, abundance and, and enough and whatever is there is there. But most importantly, I don't want to sacrifice my well-being, my stress for uh, maybe, you know, chasing something or, or overworking in kind of in a certain way. So a couple of things that you've said today, like just really affirm for me that, you know, there are still incredibly successful people out there that are values based, which I think is what you would hope to find all the time, but you don't. Right. And one of the things is if you're going to create a business, don't do it just for the money, making sure that there is an, and that's there, right. Because you may get the thing or just for the time and you get the time, but there's, there's going to be, there needs to be another motivator there. And then making sure that it's not saying yes to every opportunity that it's saying yes to the the right opportunities and focusing on that abundance mindset, instead of going into the place of scarcity, I have to say yes to all the things that are out there. So I love that you've shared those pieces because I think it's easy for people to look at social media or look at YouTube, just look online and assume that everyone who is big and successful is the same. And it's not that way. Like you sure I've, I've only spent the last hour with you, but I'm like, you are somebody that I 
would love to have lunch with or meet your wife or let our children play together because you, you create, I think it, at a certain stage, there's like a beacon for values alignment and like you're a real person under this instead of, you know, I'm the person who is just the the face behind the five minute journal. You're, you're very, very invested in every piece of the business from a place of truly wanting that alignment and that caring. And so if I can say thank you for something very specific today, it's showing that, that genuine layer that clearly is what makes you and, and your wife who you guys are. So I love that very, very much. So thank you thank for you that. Thank you so much, Melissa. Yeah, and I think I just the thing I want to add to that is a lot of times people think, you know, business have to, has to be like this ruthless and you have to do, be just like mm-hmm. super hustler and go get her. I, I really believe that, you know, good guys or girls can win. And it's, it's, I've of course came across those individuals. Uh, I've been in situations where there was ruthless business and uh, more scarcity in regards to even mm-hmm. when people have enough and it, it may shock me. I'm like, I, I've been in a situation where I'm like, wow, like you're very wealthy. Like, why would you screw somebody over? Like, it's right. not, but you still see how people act out of that scarcity. And that's why one of the, I think the the things that we've talked about, the importance of cultivating that really mindset of gratitude and abundance. And it may seem like a lot of people say, ha ha, yeah, sure. That's so naive. Yes. Call me naive. But it, a lot of the things that we were able to achieve in the life that, you know, we live as, as a family has been able to be because, you know, we call ourselves and our kind of company here agency in, in London is dream, dreamers and creators. You know, mm-hmm. you have to dream, you have to believe and have a vision of, of certain things are possible. We believe and we dream and we create a business that, that is value aligned. This is also one of the reasons why we don't have, you know, we've been approached a lot of times by, you know, to take money, investments. I, we personally invest in other business. I'm not saying investing into other businesses is bad, but ultimately we don't want to lose control and mm-hmm. we don't want to be led by the motive just to make a profit. And because we're able to operate from our values and help spread those values also to the to the people we choose to hire at, at the you know we're very slow at hiring too you know i'm not like i i i sh- I, I, I should be hiring faster but i at the same time i'm not going to hire unless i see that the individual's value aligned they're excited as we are in regards to helping people and improving in their lives and seeing kind of that growth and ultimately, I, I think we want to be also, as you said, I, I, hopefully this conversation inspires other people that they can operate in that way, that you can create a business and lifestyle in a way that where you can have abundance for yourself, you can create abundance for others, because I think ultimately business is about delivering value. And this is one of our values. It's like our top value in our business is delivering value. That's Mm. the most important thing. And if the more value that we can bring to people through other various ways, meaning whether it be through content, through entertainment, through education, of somehow we can help people on their journey from me having this conversation, taking my time to to chat here and, and share kind of this with others, if I can help bring value in any way and not, once again, have any expectation of any return. This is the magic thing I think a lot of people forget. And I understand that when I was 
when I didn't have anything in my life, I was desperate. I was, I was always chasing. I, mm-hmm. I, I want to be successful. I want to have money. I want to have freedom. The moment I realized that it's not about me wanting stuff, but it, and needing it or, or trying to grasp it, but more about me being a value to this world and to others, right away, abundance flows into your life. And this is the thing that most people uh, miss is that they're always like me, 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 me. Instead, it's like, how can I actually focus on others and serve others? And then truly, then you'll be taken care of. <laughs> the moment you start taking care of others, you start to be taken care of. I love that. And you just like tied up my, it's like you were in my brain. Cause I was going to say, what would be something that you could share with people that would be actionable, especially those people who are feeling stuck. Like I'm trying all of the things and I'm doing all of the things. And I think it's two parts, right? Make sure that you're in alignment and the things that you're trying and the things that you're doing are in alignment with your values and what you truly desire and want for yourself and your family and your business. But then also like, how are you serving others without that expectation of anything in return, super powerful. And, and I think it's also one of those things where it would be easy for people to listen to this and be like, yeah, right. Sure. Melissa and Alex are telling me to do this thing, but I'm with you on this every single time I've gotten out of my own way and not made it about me and figured how can I help other people? Boom. Stuff starts to shift back into a flow and it's, it's pretty miraculous. So another thing I would just add to point Melissa of like, what's the, another thing to kind of leave off with actionable things for people is that also really about how do you model other people or companies? It's something that I've used on by my journey and I, I keep using. And what I mean by that is a lot of times people think social media is toxic or internet and all these things. I it's, it's all how you use it. I believe we live in an incredible time where we can see a lot. And yes, people can say, oh, it's fake. It's like, it's not real. Even if, because uh, one of the biggest inspirations I've had in my life, actually from a, the weirdest in- instant, is that when we first started making money, we uh, were redecorating our uh, apartment that we lived in, in in Toronto, Canada with my wife. And we bought a chandelier from Craigslist. <laughs> and and we had to go pick it up from somebody else's home. And so we, and we go to this neighborhood and we, we you know, we live uh, in an okay area, but we go to this like fancy neighborhood of Toronto. It's like Forest Hill. It's, it's very nice. And so we ring up this, this house and they open the door and inside they have dim lights, some nice soft music playing candles. And all of a sudden I was like, wow, I've never experienced this before. And what I'm trying to say is that by somebody opening their door, I got a glimpse of their home, of their reality, of how they live. And to me, that was really inspiring because I, I didn't know what dim light, dim, dimmers were or, or candles or putting a, a mood or soft music in your home. But that was inspiring, which inspired me to then do the same thing in, in our home. Now we have dim lights. Now we have candles. Now we have soft music playing. And the same way I believe we can use social media to be inspired by others by letting them in, letting us into a part of their lives. And that, that also means of, for you to curate, who do you follow? How authentic are those people? How do they make you feel? And 
ultimately you can then be guided by modeling and seeing how other people do and what they say. And you can then implement those things in your life, see if it works or it doesn't. Like I said at the beginning, Tony Robbins and him speaking about as our power allow me to, in a way, design a tool that helps so many people. And in a way, I was even recently listening to him chatting about his latest book and his morning routine actually looks like the five minute journal now. I'm like, that, that's interesting. He actually said the exact kind of same things. So that little tip of inspires by others and not being jealous, because a lot of times people are maybe jealous, look at them, look at her, things like that. And instead channeling that same feeling, you can just twist it from jealousy into inspiration. And all of a sudden, they can actually uplift you instead of bring you down. And that's something that I, I personally use in my life in regards to I'm always thinking when I see somebody, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, that's very impressive in terms of like, they have an incredible relationship or, or the relationship with their kids or whatever, or how they do their business. I'm like, wow, amazing. Like, how did you do that? And get curious. Also, that's another thing of podcasts and these, and these things is that, we can learn so much and so many people share. So it's just about how to use technology to your advantage. I love that. That is definitely, <laughs> and it's okay that if, if you are feeling like triggered by someone to change that into inspiration and, and if that's not working for you, it's okay to really look at reevaluating who you're following, right? Just because you followed someone and if it's, if you aren't using that to cultivate like growth and progress and inspiration, it's okay. If you unfollow them, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I always try exactly. and remind my audience of that. That doesn't mean that you dislike the person that doesn't mean anything about it. it's how are you choosing to use your energy? And if something is distracting you from your own potential, then you need to reevaluate that. So I, I like the reminder that social media can be really powerful in a good way. Cause I think we do hear a lot of narrative of, Oh, it's bad. And there's so much, you know, false premise out there in terms of what people are posting, but there's a lot of good. So thank you for that reminder. I think so, so important. Well, Alex, I can't thank you enough. Like this is the coolest thing for me, truly as somebody who has been a big fan for years, who have used this tool to, really change my, my whole morning routine and practice, but also the, and I shared this with you in an email and I'll probably tell a little bit of the story and put this at the beginning of the podcast, but specifically how the five minute journal brought some awareness to my money mindset potential <laughs> and growth opportunities in terms of what I thought was possible in the early years of my business. And when I started committing to the, the practice of seeing what I was capable of, I realized that I was playing way too safe and it was already happening for me. So really looking at just how amazing the opportunities were already in terms of what was possible for me, but it was the practice of writing it down. Like you said, it was the practice of doing similar versions of the same thing over and over again, and just really realizing that, wow, I'm already creating this thing and this, this, uh, you know, vision of my business that I didn't think was going to be possible for five years. And it's already happening this year. So whether this is personal or business related or parenting or whatever the thing is, like, this is a powerful tool. So I just want to thank you for creating this and continuing to impact so many people's potential. 
Yeah, our our mission for the, the business is uh, help one percent of the global population create a positive changes in their lives. So we're we're on our way. I love that. <laughs> and and a little tip I'll give anybody listening, also for yourself, is when you write your gratitude in the morning, you and this is also we we put this in the instructions as a little thing. That you can also be grateful for things that has haven't happened yet, but you write it as if they're already there. So you can say things like. I'm really grateful for running a seven-figure business, or I'm really grateful for being an incredible, loving, fun, sexy relationship, even if you're not, right? And what I mean by that is in certain ways, that's also just important to bring yourself to state mm-hmm. of, once again, appreciation and of abundance as if you already have it. And there's a magic that happens. And to a lot of people, it may also sound a little woo, whatever, but if you look at even quantum physics and our reality and how we're happening at the same time, and there's something about energy and how we can transform it through our thoughts and reality. And that's why, as you said, as you have this practice of everyday writing and especially focusing on the good and seeing the good and, and also how you can show up in terms of today in that state of abundance or gratitude, uh, the life transforms and shifts. And that's why I tell everybody, and that's why we also have actually six months money back, uh, money back guarantee. And I did this also like in a way that, Hey, if you do a full five minute journal and if it doesn't help you, like we'll give you your money back. Cause I, cause I, that's how much I really believe in the, the product itself. And if it doesn't help you, I'm like, we shouldn't take your money. So going back to that value piece, right? Of like, hey, if I didn't give you value, then I, you shouldn't give me any value either. <laughs> wow. I mean, just absolutely incredible. I'm not surprised after, you know, just <laughs> learning about the person and the people behind this business. And I mean, truly thank you to not only you, but to your wife and your daughter for sharing this time with us today. I really, I really appreciate that you would take time to hop on a podcast and, you know, just take us behind the scenes. And I know that this is going to be so inspirational and just, it's going to feel good to my community because they're, we're, we're really about real and not being the biggest, but being the most aligned versions of ourselves. So, so much of what you shared today is absolutely going to speak to them for sure. So truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you. This has been absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Melissa, and thank you to everybody listening. I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Uplevel Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissafrolick.com. See you here next week.